I'm excited to be streaming again. This is, oh, this feels like home. Yeah, I'm I'm really disappointed that uh that oh there that uh on Discord my camera looks super shadowy, but on OBS everything looks like nice and crisp. Oh yeah, I, I can tell is... the difference when I look over at my OBS capture of Discord. It looks better in OBS than it does when I just look at Discord straight. Does it? It does. It's really bizarre. Anyways, guys, syntax. We are back for season three of Check Your Six podcasts. Yeah, woo! <laughs> I'm excited. I got a celebratory beverage here. What are we drinking on? What are we drinking on? Yeah. Uh, I got Captain Morgan right now, and I love kickoff. I love kickoff. Like this last weekend with the NFL kicking off, it was it was officially fall in my household hearing some football in the background then immediately switching to esports during halftime and all of that stuff it was phenomenal this weekend i loved it and so to be kicking off season three this week i am i'm over the moon like i've been looking forward to this for probably weeks now and i've been like edging things back in and getting back into this mindset of podcasting and gathering information and everything. So my dozen and a half uh, tabs that I have open right now that we're going to be going through, uh, I I'm just, I want to dive into this. And this year, more than ever, I think data is going to be our friend and our ally in all of this. And with the Face It Collegiate League, as controversial as that might be amongst teams and players and other league organizers, I think that they will be setting that standard and the Mm -hmm. other leagues will have to catch up much like how we had discussions about last year where this league did something really good, but then they fell down somewhere else. And this other league maybe did something really, maybe did the thing that the other league did poorly, but they do it well, but that they fell down somewhere else. And with the three leagues that we had CEA, CRSL and CR six, they all complemented each other. They all had a niche within the collegiate R6 space and you with Ubisoft and face it behind the face it collegiate championship they're going to have a different quality bar just because of the source where the source of the the league is coming from so this is going to be kind of a it's not going to be a make it or break it moment but it's going to be that opportunity for CEA and CR6 to make an impact about who they are and what they have to offer that none of the other leagues have. And it's an uphill battle for CEA and CR6, but they may have the community on their side, which is the one thing that the Face It League has um, maybe maybe a little bit of an obstacle getting into, but everyone's got their price and that $50,000 cash prize could be something that just enamors your college debted student. So we'll see how that goes but we've got quite the show for everyone we are going to go through the three leagues cr6 cea and the face it challenge league we're going to go over the formats we're going to call out some teams to watch this upcoming season between the ones who are qualified for the invite league and cea which i think provides a great glimpse of talent but then also we can talk through some of the teams that were surprises that came into the cr6 premier league playoffs and We'll talk about CRSL, not that there's much to say, but we'll give a little send-off for them. 
Uh, and then there's, of course, Face It, and we are going to dive headfirst into CEA to save Face It for later. So, it, what do you what do you have to look forward to for this season? What are you thinking about right now? What am I thinking about? I'm thinking about how Face It's um, collegiate league is going to affect the other leagues. Um, I know that a lot of the other leagues have put in a ton of work, a lot of yep. blood, sweat, and tears into into developing their leagues. And I think, in my personal opinion, so it's kind of bittersweet, right? Yep. Uh, you know, having an Ubisoft official like league, I much rather would have had them directly sponsor one of the previous, one of the actually. Um, you know, established leagues rather than start yep. their own because what I think was a little bit dirty is the fact that they had sent out they had sent out a, a questionnaire to all the leagues, all the collegiate leagues, right? And they said, okay, you know, what do you guys like about collegiate league and what do you guys not like and stuff like that? And they all answered. And they basically took all that information, all the good stuff, and then they made their own league and they said, thanks, later, everybody. guys. You know, yeah, th thanks for they the did. info. I mean, and they the just yeah the data that crsl cr6 and cea provided from the player perspective and they probably talked to the organizers of cea crsl and CEA, uh, cr6 independently and got more information from them because these are like student-led uh leagues other than crsl which had a production studio behind them but to them that was business and to the other leagues they're like we're finally getting credibility we're finally getting some notice and what ended up happening is that that goodwill was taken advantage of, or at least that's the perception from myself and probably a few others as well, is that I don't know what the dealings were and everything, but I know a number of people who were organizers of these leagues and they have nothing to do with face it. They were not collaborated with or nothing. They were not compensated for the data and the amount of data that they gave from their player bases, all of those things, all of that data probably could have been valued around several thousand dollars worth of data because then mm -hmm. it gave infrastructure data on how the requirements that face it was going to have to have to build a legitimate structure and a legitimate league so they i mean these leagues the cea crsl and cr6 they've been around for years and they just gave up all their secret sauce they gave up all their players for a hope of goodwill and I'm like, this is business for Ubisoft and face it. So I get it. But dude, talk about doing your community dirty. It's like, it's like, uh, being a Walmart and moving into a small town full of mom and pop shops and just running everyone out of business. Like yep. it's exactly what happened, you know, like, you know, got these, all, all these, you know, um, privately owned leagues. And then all of a sudden super Walmart comes in and, and plants their, uh, um, plants their anchor and they're like hey we're here now you know nope. i'm i'm really afraid that this league is going to uh, run the other leagues out of out of business essentially because Speaking you know of, they're i mean they basically did crsl mm -hmm. had to close shop and so we're gonna we're gonna jump into this crsl closed shop after their summer championship ran through now crsl probably had the best data of all the leagues and one of the most functional websites that was easy to look at, easy to broadcast on stream and everything and be able to dive into it. They were missing a few 
critical update pieces on timeliness and making sure that it was consistent uh, consistently updated and going back and retroactively putting in some of the data like that was some of the problems that it had but it was a unique formula they got sponsored to bring uh their one of their qualifier cups to um dreamhack uh la was it la this last year i I don't remember but it was the dreamhack in california they had a spawn anaheim so they had a in the bring your own computer pit they had a collegiate or college r6 league qualifier there so teams who went there won nvidia sponsored gifts nvidia sponsored crsl and Ubisoft kind of sp- squandered that opportunity. Now, they're probably also already partnered with NVIDIA, so maybe it's not that big of a deal. But they had a third-party production house running a league that was at least valued enough by N- NVIDIA to say, okay, you're running a legitimate operation, and we don't mind our brand being associated with you outside. And it's not just gifts. They, sc- they scored prizes for the winning teams, but it was sponsored by they put their name on that product. That's a big deal. And to have a third party go that far with your game, again, just kind of speaks to how are you treating this this community of college students? This isn't your Challenger League stuff. This isn't your Pro League. This is a whole different niche group who are going to be your Challenger League players. Whether they drop out of school early or they graduate and they're like, I don't know what else to do, but I'm fucking good at Siege. So mm-hmm. it's a feeder to your feeder system. And that yeah. opportunity was kind of squandered. So CRSL, um, which you might, we remember that our last podcast back in June was with, uh, uh, what is it, Swindle? The Swinster on, on Twitter. He was the product owner of CRSL. And when they closed, he had to leave. He left uh, his org and was searching for new opportunities last i saw so like jobs were impacted by this because as soon as ubisoft came out with their announcement it's just like okay we're done here we did our thing and i don't know if they handed off anything off to the other leagues as a source of goodwill and just being like hey good luck y'all whatever we're out but ubisoft and face it like i won't say deliberately but it is kind of deliberate in their approach but they drove team out of town they drove a league out of town for something that's supporting their game and i don't know how much hq ubisoft had a role in that or if uh face it was already talking deals back when they signed the pro league deal Uh, but this is this is weird this is a weird space to be in and face it is really going to have to prove themselves as an authoritative league that the players will want to compete in They've got the prize pool, but is that enough? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just, I, I really hope that these these teams continue to, to play in the other leagues um, and support their mom and pop shops um, while also playing in the in the in the the official league. You know. Yep. All right. So, I mean. We'll talk more about how Face It's going to run things in a bit, but we can jump into, well, actually, we'll jump into CEA, but we're going to go back in time a little bit. So we'll go back to the Fall Invite League, where we had the last four teams 
the top four teams of that playoff were a University of Akron, of course, Carnegie Mellon, RIT, and Pennsylvania State University. So those were the top four teams in that league. And it ended up becoming a Akron versus RIT finals. And of course, uh, this was Akron's uh, one. Oh, no, I think they won two of the leagues last year. So uh, Akron won CEA, but then qualifying to come into the invite league this year from the open division in the spring uh miami university and these are all going to be familiar names too we see them a lot in cr6 and we saw them we saw a few of them in crsl so qualifying for invite league in this season miami university csulb so california state university long beach simon fraser university and florida international university so fiu so those four teams perfectly familiar with very highly competitive teams so the fact that they weren't in the invite league to me it was just a matter of time yeah now their format is changing up last season they had four divisions of four teams apiece this time they're going 12 teams total across two different divisions and here i'll actually bring this up switch switchy Boom. Oh, nope. That's not what I wanted. Whoop. <laughs> screen upon screen upon screen. And those are my notes. I hope you like my notes, everybody. Come on. There we go. Tabs for days. All right. So this is the CEA Siege Fall 2020 invite. And actually, let me shoot you a link so you can follow along. Production live, folks. This is how it happens. All right. <laughs> so. CEA Siege Fall 2020 Invite League. So in the, registration's already done, done and dusted. Everyone who's in is in. They have a fancy handbook ready to go. I'll include this link in the show notes in case anybody else wants to dive in. But what we've got is 12 teams with four teams that have moved up from the Open League. So eight of the teams from last season still stuck around, four of those being the top four that I read. Uh, there are two divisions with six teams in each division. Schools will be seeded into one of two divisions based on previous season's rankings. So this is the exciting bit. They're the only ones who have done seeding this season. CR6, uh, I believe, has plans to move into that, but they're not doing it. As Same with Collegiate Face It. Collegiate Face It is going to be broken into regions and divisions within the regions, which we'll cover later. But uh seeding is in their future or at least it's an option for them depending on how this season goes so we can think about format as we go forward uh round differentials are kept to break ties uh group stage matches follow a best of two format teams earn three points for two map wins two points for a map win and a map draw one point for a tied series two map draws or a map win and a map lost one point so they still have the weird scoring system which I, it's a, I think of it, of it as a little bit of a, a charming system, a little bit of that flavor for what that league is, but we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, I'm not, not, hmm, not entirely sold on it, just kind of like how ties in the pro league 
kind of go either way depending on how you ask but i think most people don't like ties i'm curious how this point system will sit with people um going forward but this is how they've been doing it i'm excited that they're keeping to that flavor uh tuesday and thursdays each week for their matches so you might be able to catch streams from these uh, teams going on um every sunday first reported by the first sunday of the play week so they have late to record the results i'm excited about that let these students have as much flexibility as possible at the end of the group stage top four in each division will move into double elimination playoffs so we've got timelines for all this so you'll notice week september week of september 16th that's right cea kicks off wednesday officially so that's good we'll get some games in coming in this week i'm mm-hmm. i'm really hoping that there's still uh effort from all the teams to really stream as well as for cea to be on top of their streaming as well they did a good job last season so we got five weeks of group stage then we'll move into playoffs in late in the later half of october and then they'll they'll keep it round based all the way until the grand finals november, mid november 18th i like how early this is ending because with college we have to consider dead week and finals week and holiday vacations uh, yeah. because the no- november 18th is going to end before thanksgiving vacation so the thanksgiving holiday and that's going to be kind of mid that might be just after midterms so it's it's kind of wonderfully scheduled uh, to consider the students so and one thing i might do next week is compare the schedules between the three different leagues and see who seem see how these schedules are actually going to play out to each other because what we saw last season there was a number of teams who played in multiple leagues akron for instance played everywhere as far as i i can recall um so they were busy they were very busy but we'll see if these schedules will allow that to happen i i also like that this would be another sneaky thing for face it to do is make their schedules their scheduling requirements a little more strict because then it forces teams to consider the schedule for that league and whether or not that 50 grand is really in their grasp but well i I keep peppering in this little face it stuff i've been reading the rules all day so i'm i'm a little all over the place so uh rules and eligibility that's all kind of full-time student 17 years old you play account yada 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 uh prize pool current minimum of the combined prize pool $1,500 I don't think college students are necessarily playing CRC or playing collegiate esports for the money as it is the notoriety and just have some fun and get better at the game because some mm-hmm. of them have aspirations of going pro going to challenger league Akron was participating in challenger challenger league last season uh, so money may not be everything right now but it is going to be one of those considerations for those teams that don't want to be like Akron playing everybody as much as possible. So things to think about. Uh, that's CEA. So they've got a decent schedule. I like it. It's 10 weeks straight of competition. That's It looks like it's one, one match a week. And that's pretty, pretty straightforward for students to manage. And it, it's going to give some really good competition. So with this also being a seeded league, we're going to see some better matches 
but it's all going to be curated because these are invited teams. These are teams who have qualified because they're the pinnacle of people, pinnacle of teams who have participated in uh, CEA. So this is this is good for the the scene and the league. I'm really excited about that fact. Uh, any other? Any? Do you have anything for CEA? Do you remember much about how that was organized or anything from last season? Yeah, I remember them doing the. I remember them doing the group stages and, and doing the invite stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we see a lot more. I don't know how many teams have have registered. Is there any? Have we seen an increase or a decrease in teams? I think it's about the same. Um, their open division is <clears throat> actually. I can probably pull this up pretty quick. Let's see, open league. So they have. So 16 regional divisions, each consisting of 16 teams. So they have a lot of teams possible. So 16 uh, times how many? 16 times 16, 256 possible teams, which I'm pretty sure they filled that out last season. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember them having 250 teams last season. Uh, Unless I just, I just don't remember that correctly. I thought it was in the hundreds. I didn't think it was in the two hundreds. You're you're probably right. Here, let me go back because I have <clears> their. <throat> I still have some of their spreadsheets. So, see, play. Well, that's the teams. Oh my goodness. And that's their rosters. Let's see, spring. Is that what I want to look at? Maybe. No, that, the okay. So I'm going to be a little critical. I can't actually go back and look at the old data because all of the all of the old data is just in like spreadsheet form, and it's it's more like what you would feed into a spreadsheet to make it look good as opposed to digestible data. So I can't actually get a good read on this. That's unfortunate. But okay. there's a, there was what? definitely a lot of teams. A lot of teams like here i i personally want to chalk this up to an increase of teams because i don't remember ever hearing anywhere yeah, near 250 teams that was that's a lot of teams so if i go actually we'll, we can do some quick math let's see we're how many 12 12 cells dedicated per team and then we will go with, yeah okay it started at row two so we'll subtract one from the bottom. So if I minus one from the header column divided by twelve. They had hundred and forty four teams. Yeah, see that's okay. That's what I but, thought. But the thing is they are supporting up to two hundred uh was it two hundred and fifty six. So I mean they have it on their on their registration page and everything. It's we are accepting up to 256 teams in the upcoming season. And with CRSL not in the picture, granted, they were already a much smaller league because it was entirely invite through the qualifiers. So they weren't necessarily going to represent the best competition, however you want to slice that. But they were extremely exclusive. So there might have been a lot of teams trying to qualify, but a lot of them obviously didn't make it because each qualifier took the top four teams. And they ran, what was it, eight 
qualifiers, I believe. So 32 teams out of however many applied, which could have been kind of upwards of 256, which is a number we did see at least closely achieved by CR6 last season or the season, the winter season of 2019 or yeah, fall season 2019. So they had a ton of teams. I believe they hit that two, like somewhere in the 200s, which was nuts. Um, so yeah, it was like 201 teams, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, so, if I remember it. So actually, here's here's something interesting: the open division on CEA. They have a more spaced out because they're assuming more teams are going to register. They have more spaced out, so their finals are on December seventh or December second. So they might they'll have two weeks playing one week just before the thanksgiving holiday so around midterms one week on thanksgiving holiday which will be complicated and cause some some problems for some teams hopefully no forfeits but then they still wrap up december 2nd so that's still really good timing for that um fall season to wrap up uh yeah so cea with their new divisions and keeping to their scoring i think it makes more sense to have this two divisions with the six teams in each and playing each other and then having some out of division matches. That's just a solid way of going about it. So let's go ahead and go on to CR six, which this is, this is cool stuff right here. Um, So I'll send you the links as well. So we got the three collegiate conferences. We've got West, Central, and East. The West is going to be broken up into Pacific and Mountain. The Central will be the Midwest and the Gulf Coast uh, regions. And then the East will be Northeast, Great Lakes, and Southern. Now, this doesn't include... It doesn't have a map of the where the can, uh, Canadian schools are, but I'm pretty sure they'll just line up vertically like the rest of the like the rest of the um breakdowns are so you can see see how it lines up between the two different graphics which is pretty sweet i love that they're breaking it up this way and Mm -hmm. they'll be doing more um region based so it's all seated which this is also kind of interesting which we'll just need to get into how their matches are set up because i'm really curious about how they do these this regionality but then seeding as well and because not it's just going to very much i think it's very going to clearly represent um stronger regions like i i was terrified of the texas and the south all the schools being all in that one division in crsl last season it was a terror it was the group of death as far as i'm concerned I'll always be concerned about when you have Texas and Mississippi and Louisiana state and Alabama. They had a great team last year. I forget, I forget the acronym that they had, but it was a great team down there. Then you start going into Georgia and Florida, they highly competitive teams down there too. terrified of that whole Gulf coast and Southern regions. Everyone else has got to watch out because on the West side, California-based schools have a, a leg up, I think, over Washington and Oregon. Sorry, everybody. I, I I'm right here in Seattle, but I, I can't I can't calm 
can't cop for any of the teams out here. Wazoo, you have a, you stand a chance. I think they were developing talent. I think they're ready to kind of really push through. But uh, yeah, though I will say Grand Canyon University, Arizona, they they made it into CR6's playoffs and they've been impressing me time and time again. So they're but they're an outlier. I'll just go and say that they're an outlier. CR6 schedule. September 13th, which they've had some registration issues with their um, website provider. So they may have some scheduling and deadline kerfuffles to sort through, but they've been all over. The messaging has been great on their Discord server. CR6 also going to hold a special place in my heart because it was the first sure. league I started covering. So I'm excited at the growth and the maturity that they're already displaying this season with how well they've kept up on top of summer and making sure everyone knew that these deadlines were coming. They are making sure that face it has to earn every single inch that they're trying to take, which oh. love it. Love the competition. Well, they, they are the first, they are the first uh, collegiate league ever, you know, right. that, they were the the first ones to start the collegiate leagues. So that's right. Yeah, you're right. They're they are they are bullying them into submission here. They they are yep. making them earn their spot. Um, so and that's this is really a step up from what we saw last season. Last season, CR six was kind was kind of a disappointment. If I'm going to be totally honest, um, it looks like this season is going to be a lot better, and yep. that that really makes me happy because that means they. I, okay, it it could mean either one of two things. Either one, they must they they understand their mistakes and they realize that their production was crappy, and they're like, okay, we need to step it up ten notches, and they did. Or two, they were going through some some staffing mishaps, and they were they were really low staffed, and this season they actually have a bunch of people to help work on it. So that could also be a thing. I just realized my OBS layout was kind of tricking me into thinking that I was actually broadcasting something good. In fact, I was just screen sharing the screen share of obs and that was lovely production <laughs> value right there but first mistake of the year of the season this is how it goes and now i know exactly how all of these other esport leagues kicking off and trying things for the first time feel like no nah, I, I gotta practice obs better i gotta get fancy with my setups and everything and make this an actual quality production <laughs> start setting up those scene transitions oh i mean i got it i got it. like official rainbow six siege streamer kit stuff like you got um blitz's can uh, shield coming by and just flashing briefly it's it's gorgeous it's beautiful i'm just terrible at using it uh or terrible at using obs that is apparently um so season calendar for cr6 swiss bracket format everybody knows what that is division play so it's going to be based off of your uh so conferences three conferences with your seven divisions here looks like they're going to be doing division uh swiss so you're going to be playing mountain teams are going to be playing mountain teams pacific teams will be playing pacific teams and then after that what we have is the playoff seeding so after five weeks of playing in your league so starting this uh starting yesterday uh if teams have already been okay to start playing and admitted into the into the league they're permitted to start playing and this is not going to be 
I don't believe that this was seeded. This is one thing I didn't get a chance to double check on. But they were going, since they are doing the division based, this gives them a chance to have this first five weeks to create this seeding. That was the that was the big deal. Last season they had phase one, phase two, and phase three. Phase one was completely unseated and random. Oh, phase one, phase two, and phase three were entirely random. Phase three being the playoffs, so that one actually had some seeding to it. But phase one, phase two were completely random matchmaking. That was something that we dinged them on, uh, just being like, how can you guarantee uh, competitive integrity if you are just randomly shuffling the deck and seeing who plays who? We had a team, I forget who exactly, they had a team that was on the verge of qualifying for playoffs, for invite league playoffs. And they missed out because they had to play Akron a second time. Playing yeah, that was Ak- unfortunate. It was super unfortunate and like completely unfair to that team. It's just the way that it shook down because of the rules that they agreed to, which ah, kind of drives me a little nuts. But so we get five weeks Swiss format in your divisions, regional playoffs. After that, we'll move on to the top four teams uh, per division. This is this is where I love this. The top four teams, or the top eight teams in each division, will go into the premier playoffs. The uh, next eight teams, so ninth through sixteenth, will go through open. Will go into the open playoffs, and then teams seventeen through thirty-two, I believe, are done. So. Yeah, so they get done and dusted after five weeks, which it's it's them's the breaks though. Like that, you're going mm-hmm. into playoffs. You have you have to have some teams fall out. You can't just be like, here's your pity party, uh, participation trophy playoffs that you're not going to be competitive in. This is that time where they get to say, after five weeks, we're gonna do- we're done managing you because your team as a whole isn't going to provide value for our league, and you need to go take some time and improve. You can learn a lot after five weeks and watching the next uh, several weeks of playoffs. You'll be able to watch that and hopefully grow. Hopefully you get your mm-hmm. e- your esports coordinator or your uh, director, whoever's at your college to really say, okay, this is how we're going to improve and take some time, take some ownership on that. After oh, yeah. That's the difference between a regular league and a, an invite league, you know? 100%. 100% and that is actually one of the notes about face it that I really do like I'm going to sprinkle this in here they only allow one team per school to participate in their competitive league so already you're sorry Texas A&M you're not going to be allowed three teams in in the premier league this year you're not going to have <laughs> three teams taking up the top 32 seeds and so it's just like you might ha- you might have that level of competition at your school, but they are trying to represent national and North American competition. And the more mm-hmm. schools we get involved with that, instead instead of less less schools with more teams, the more schools we get into this space, the faster collegiate esports as a whole is going to catch on. So this is that decision alone is really good for face it and really good for collegiate esports and their league we'll have to see how that really fits into the collegiate space where there are so many players that's my biggest concern which is why crsl cr6 cea are allowed to operate their invite and their open league 
face it is treating it more here's your competitive league here's your recreational league that's their actual verbiage instead of an open and invite or premiere and mm-hmm. open it's here's your recreational for the non-varsity non-competitive teams that are just for fun or for the ones that are trying to get better like you could go in there and play but i honestly think you'd be better off taking your squad and organizing scrims than trying to participate in a recreational league there might be some some benefit in getting that experience playing competitively in a tournament format or in a season format if you're really uninitiated or your roster is rather but framing it as a recreational league takes it takes some amount of that competitive oomph behind it like i know you go to any college and you go into the intramural sports there, I was there's that, say, there's like those teams that is, it's the right verbiage say, for college yeah we're going to talk say, over each other it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like intramurals you may go yeah. ahead yeah it's the right Sorry. verbiage no you don't need to apologize i'm talking a mile a minute i'm talking over you i'm a terrible host people get to get used to this we get to banter now we've been at this for a little bit we get to banter that's I true. get to call. I get to call you out on your baby beard. <laughs> and grooming yourself a, on stream is not going to make it grow faster. Is uh, is is it? It's it's more like me just touching it. I don't know okay. if other beard owners do that, but I like to just touch my beard i don't know if that's a thing, but it's absolutely maybe I'm a just... thing. I've I've been called out several times in meetings. At, uh, during work zoom calls and everything google meetings it's been like joe you've you're quiet but you're stroking your beard like oh <laughs> what's he got to say like okay uh the this is what you get to look forward to folks we syntax and i have been streaming for at least one full season we've been talking and building up what you're going to experience so if you have any feedback whatsoever this is a great point to introduce this anchor.fm slash check your six slash feedback or slash message sorry it's been a while since i've broadcast that address you can leave messages for the podcast for syntax and i and we'll be able to play it on the podcast and address your questions concerns comments and feedback live we would love to have you be a part of the podcast and that can be critiquing me critiquing syntax commenting on my beard whatever you want to do that's all good if you're a team and a player or a coach or a captain or whoever and you want to tell us about your latest matchup you want to tell us about what matchup you have coming up the changes to your roster i would happily invite you to leave those messages or to reach out to me or syntax on twitter at syntax or at syntax gg or at Warlocker Call on Twitter and leave us a message saying, hey, you would want to be on the podcast. We would love to have some more uh, interviews going on, some conversations with teams and players and maybe league organizers again. So please reach out, talk to us. We would love to have you on the podcast. Anyways, now we're good. Nice little break right there. I'll be able to edit that out, put a, do a nice little fade, clip that, put it in, and then go back to the conversation instead of, our groom bits, our beard grooming bits, and save that for Twitter highlights. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the playoffs for CR6, Premier and Open, they follow the exact same schedule, which is great. Playoffs, round of 64, 
start late October, October 22nd through the 24th. They are having a rapid turnaround on this. They are moving fast. So uh, if applicable, round of 120, uh, round of 128 will occur the 19th through the 21st. But if they don't have enough teams for that, they will be round of 64 starting on the 22nd. And they have the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, three days for each of the round of 60, excuse me, round of 64, round of 32, and the round of 16. Three days to turn that around. That's that's one a little over a week to turn around three matches if you're playing. And then the round of eight is one week, semis are another week, and then the finals are a week after that. They're wrapping up their fall division or the fall league November 21st so I do believe that is going to be before Thanksgiving yes because Thanksgiving will be the 26th so they'll be finishing all operations for the premiere and open before Thanksgiving that gives them all of December and probably most of January to sort out any of the kinks to figure out any adjustments that they want to make to be messaging all the players to make sure that the spring season which i this is my perception maybe you can tell me a little bit more from your perspective as a former player and who, with who you're still talking to that the spring season is the one that matters the fall is everyone figuring out their teams getting used to new rosters getting in sync practice it's highly competitive and there is prizes on, along the way and you want to represent your school well but the fall is definitely a lot of teams sorting out through the kinks and sorting out through the new changes that have come to each of the rosters spring is where everyone wants the championship because it's mm-hmm. when you're in your final form for the year is that about right yeah 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 i mean there's no real reason for it but uh yeah the spring is the is the more competitive one out of the two um there is the summer league which is uh even more of an intramural just a recreational intramural league where people just have fun but uh yeah winter is where a lot of roster changes happen and you know they play through the season they kind of um figure out positions uh, strategies tactics um how they're you know how each other's play styles are going to be and then the spring season is when everything comes together and accumulates into this one big championship um why that is and how that came to be uh, there's no there's there's no answer for that it just kind of happened so but yeah and i think they're following a lot of what we also see from like the professional league so a lot of the like overwatch league the call of duty league the let's see who else a lot of a lot of leagues were kind of ramping down uh in that early part of the year to get a couple months break and then kick off the fall near the fall so that was some of the cadence for some of the professional esports and i think they were just trying to mimic that schedule as best as possible as well so making sure that the spring was like the championship time as opposed to like league and dota who kind of dominate that september august october timeline um so this is and honestly you want to stay away from timing your matches with those two games because 
the whole world watches those the whole world participates Mm -hmm. in those and i imagine our collegiate scene is very much into those events as well so maybe a a great timing accident for collegiate esports so i mean that that's cr6 and so between before we dive into face it face it i want to call out some of the teams that were in um kind of the top spots for cr6 so looking at the premier league and seeing who we had here we had akron university of louisiana cu boulder black simon frazier purdue university mississippi state university a little bit of a dark horse this during the um spring Grand Canyon University, I already talked about them a little bit. They were in the playoffs. New York Tech, they're like this close to being really good. They've been close, um, but they've always been just like a hair below uh, some of our like really premier teams. Uh, Marquette University has been there as well. Northeastern University showed well. Uh, CSULB, they've been a long time competitor in CRS CR6 and a, even a slight rival to I believe Texas A&M if I from like season 1 or season CU two. Boulder uh no uh CSU LB yeah yeah from yeah. season 1 it's kind of the uh, that is the, the the rivalry right now as far yep. as I'm aware of uh UDEM they came out well uh Longhorn Gaming again one of those Texas schools you can't overlook uh oregon state university this was their first time in the league and they just blew up and they made it to the sweet 16 they lost to udem but that's university of montreal and i mean university of montreal also just qualified or they won the summer league so i mean summer league being intramural like you said but still winning a title winning a season that means something to that squad and especially moving into the fall they know something they know how to communicate and any roster changes that are going to have it's going to be easy to sink someone into those any parts that might be moving uh, unless they lost four of their five or whatever um Mm -hmm. which i i was well i'll talk about that later mega spreadsheet did not happen unfortunately and it's for one of the main reasons that we're critical of these leagues. So uh, no big deal there. But University of Central Florida, another highly competitive team. They fell to uh, Illinois State University, State Varsity, which a little bit of a surprise there. But UCF, highly competitive. Uh, let's see. who we see? University of British Columbia. Who else was Ohio State, like Boston University? There's so many good teams, and this is in the round of 32 that we had repeat playoff attendees. Like we're going to see a lot of these teams again. What about the team that shall not be named? (laughs) They were in CRSL, and I believe they were a CRSL only team. So I don't okay. have to deal with that damn acronym for as of yet. I don't, I don't even I, remember what it was. It was so complicated. Jeez, man. Um, let's see. Do I still have my <laughs> notes? I might still have my notes. Let me. It was a mouthful. <sighs> it was a huge mouthful, man. Uh, did I write it down? They were the CR6. 
C E A. It was like a five letter acronym. It really was. Uh, you know, I would have to dig through some of my other notes if I still have them. I probably do, but yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't. I want. It was like a University of Chicago school. Um, gosh, I wish I remembered it just so I could give them a hard time on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so that's CR6. And I mentioned a few of the same teams that we have in uh, who qualified for CEA. But Akron, they participated, but they fell to Simon Frazier in the final four. So Akron last winter or last fall they were a three-peat champion cams are black on screen don't tell me that what thanks thanks discord you're awesome i love you obs <laughs> there turn it on turn it off turn it off turn it on again and we showed up what the hell thank you production we've got it all for oh that's what happens i accidentally when I minimize Discord, the camera feed goes away. Good to know. Oh yeah, you got to keep it. You got to keep it up. Gosh dang it! Relearning things all over again. <laughs> but Akron, they were three times. They won all three leagues: CR6, CRSL, and um, CEA in the uh, winter or in the fall of 2019. So they were the ones to look at going into the spring. They did not win CR6. They won CEA. And then they did not win uh, CRSL either. Or, no, they did. They had the epic comeback against FIU that was the only team that they lost to up to that point in all three leagues. But they lost twice to FIU in to the playoffs and then they made the lower bracket run to the grand finals or to the finals to beat FIU which was just nuts like mm -hmm. and I think it went to game five even so it was just absolutely incredible like you you get the the run it back the I'm blanking on the term the reverse sweep you get the reverse sweep but this was they lost handedly two times over in the playoffs including one time previously in the regular season that they lost they were Akron's only loss in the regular season and then they lost twice to them in the playoffs because of how the formatting went like are you kidding or maybe it was just once in the regular season once in the playoffs but still they lost twice to FIU and then in the third time in the finals they come back and win in game five <laughs> Dude, that's all the drama yeah. you could want. Um, so then, but that's CR6. Like we've got so many teams to look forward to, but it it's just going to be it's going to be great. CR6, I'm really looking forward to because of its long-standing history, how it's organizing things, the schedule. They've got everything locked down. They are going to be a highly competitive league this season, and I'm excited about that. I hope that their history in the league also holds down some of the teams that are going to that are only participating in one or the other uh let's go to i'm going to try and fix this real quick because i really want to show this off because this is the rules for face it i've got some notes also but i want to be able to bring up the rules so 
face it collegiate championship we are going to have the preseason consisting of four weeks of round robin group play with one match per week that's easily obtainable for these teams even if they're playing multiple leagues the top teams in each group will advance to a single elimination playoff bracket the number of groups will be determined based on the total number of registered teams in each conference so they can scale indefinitely 256 whatever one team per school in the competitive league recreational can have as many teams as they want the season itself will consist of six weeks of swiss matches with one match being played per week the top teams will advance to a single elimination bracket the winner of each conference bracket so this is going to be this is what i want to show off real quick on stream let's make sure that we can get this to look right hold on to your butts here we go boom oh yeah it works perfectly i'll give you the link too which Note to self, give Syntax all of the links before we stream. Uh, so, stages. We're going to start here for right now. Divided two stages. Preseason, season. Makes sense. The conferences, north, south, east, west. Broken down by states. So, north, New York, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Vermont, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island including your Canadian cousins that CR6 wasn't able to indicate in the graphics. And I mean, you look down to the state lines and everything, it very much follows that same organization as CR6. So that's exciting. So that's, we're getting some parallels here. So I'm glad Faceit was able to publish their rules and everything. And CR6 is saying, by the way, thank you for your playbook. We are going to run with this. Um, or maybe they had a little bit of an edge and they did it themselves early. But what we can do is come back up to some of their other ruling, uh, some of the other rules in the leagues. Two leagues, championship, recreational. Championship is geared towards more serious and competitive teams. There will be a thirty thousand dollars in prizing available for the top teams. They said fifty thousand on Twitter. I wonder what the difference is between here. Maybe the thirty thousand is what is divvied out. The other twenty, somewhere between top two teams. I don't know. Uh, recreational geared towards those who are just looking to have fun or teams which did not make the Rainbow Six Collegiate uh, Championship. How they didn't make the championship, I don't know, because it's all register. So uh, maybe they didn't yeah. make it in time. Maybe that's what they mean. Uh, no cash prizing, but in-game and other product prizes available to the top teams. Face it, Ubisoft. Would it have been so bad to have done that for the other two leagues as well? or other three leagues could that have been how they dip their toes into this scene in the first place maybe maybe that would yeah. have been better for the community but they they took it into consideration so i'm going to be a little nitpicky and jabby with this because it's weird uh canada and the united states only only schools can select to have their teams participate in the collegiate championship and recreational only one team in the championship which like we talked about, more schools, better for the scene. Preseason, already went over that. Season will be six weeks. Seeding, the inaugural season will not be seeded. Future seasons may implement seeding to balance excessive skill differential between conferences. This is what I'm talking about. Texas in the South, California, 
and Canada. I, I think, honestly, that's the order of operations that goes. Oh, I think those are the top three. If I had to put it in order, I'd say South, Canada, West. California specifically, if we can go down that far. If I may say something. Please do. There's something, there's something that seems a little bit sketchy in this role book, right? Oh, what's that? Under the team captains, 1.2. 1.2.4 removal face it tournament admins so the tournament admins reserve the right to remove a team captain from their team so they can fire a team captain from their team and replace them with another team member at its sole discretion they may remove a team captain for negligence misconduct or any other malfeasance that is the broadest term i've ever heard in a rule book right yeah so they get oh. full discretion to just fire a team's captain for whatever they want essentially yeah that's that they really weird i'm glad you caught that because like malfeasance like let's just be super super anal retentive about this malfeasance excuse me sorry I don't, it's all the nerves in the talking i'm not used to doing this wrongdoing especially by a public official like okay I, i'm really curious about that how did the how have how has face it gotten burned in the past by this how much infer how much problem how many problems could a team captain really cause in a situation like this are they is it just because they're the ones who are like ubisoft face it are going to be coordinating with the team captains most I would I I mean not everyone's going to have a coach I suppose so then yeah it would be the 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 captain so if someone starts going off on Twitter and popping off and doing streams kind of like maybe that Rogue 9 video that you linked me which will be interesting to digest if someone goes off like that maybe that's why that rule exists so that Ubisoft can say we don't like what you're saying and you will no longer be associated with our league yeah. It's to, also, it's, it's to protect themselves in the most extreme of cases, cases, but it could easily be abused just by that definition. Also, look, okay, I don't know if this is a common thing, but look at 1.3.3 sponsorships. Yeah. Teams may not have a title sponsor that supersedes the name of the university. Participating teams may not accept sponsorships from the following. All this is all this is common sense alcohol tobacco yeah. firearms gambling you know, porno medical substance political campaigns okay but here's one any esports or video game tournament league or event and then also into any entities companies or organizations that may at ubisoft's sole discretion be considered detrimental to ubisoft's business or reputation including but not limited to Okay, well, that's obviously, but at Ubisoft's <laughs> yeah. sole discretion. So, like, if Ubisoft is, like, not in good standing with, say, like, for example, Thermaltake, right? And this team is, like, Thermaltake's, like, hey, we'll sponsor your team, and then it provides this team with all this stuff, and then all of a sudden, Face Hit's, like, you know what? Nah, you guys can't be sponsored by them. Yep. And just, that is shitty. And, that's I mean, that school... Has all that esports department program 
will have worked very hard to get that thermal take sponsorship and they're not going to want to let that go for one esport team unless it's basically, like the sole team that that esports department is based around basically what that means is any team that wants a sponsorship has to run it by ubisoft first yeah yeah how garbage is that that they That's, just injected themselves into, into the business into the business that's that's incredible i'm so glad you caught that that is absolutely wonderful and i mean the other the thing the other part with that line is including but not limited to they highlighted the most obvious of cases cheaters scammers people who are selling illegal keys botting mm-hmm. All of that stuff, like those are the obvious ones. But your example with thermal take is exactly right. Or think about some of those California schools that are very closely related to Activision Blizzard or Riot, where they're part, like those game developers are part of their programs, basically. High level integration between the two, which is why a lot of people talk about UC Irvine, because they are so closely related to Riot and Activision Blizzard because they have like the best program. Everyone is aiming to be UCI basically at this point. So if one of these schools takes it a step too far in creating curriculum, creating anything, for example, this is a great example actually. I, I believe it was University of Kentucky. They have a partnership with Gen G. If Gen G doesn't have a Rainbow Six team, what's Gen G? Uh, Gen G, the esports comp- uh, esports team, they're huh. all over the place. They they own one. I, I forget the. I think it's the Soul Dynasty in Overwatch League, uh, and I believe they have a. They definitely have a league team. They definitely have. They had a. I believe they had a Rainbow Six team at one point. Uh, it would have been one of the APAC um, teams. But so if a university, University of Kentucky in this case, they have a curriculum, like they're using Gen G as a advisor to creating curriculum on campus around esports. If Ubisoft did not like that, they could say, sorry, University of Kentucky, you can't partner with us because we don't like, we don't have Gen G in our pro league circuit. The pro league, college league information trade back and forth being completely controlled by Faceit could create some conflicts of interest between how these universities are diving into developing their programs, which probably like really unfair for the universities because if 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 people know anything about the esports and developing business around it it's still very wild west all these teams all these leagues they're trying to figure it out they're trying to figure out how they want to stand on their own two feet you take a step back and go back to collegiate it's even farther into the wild west you you take the wild west and then you go about 10,000 leagues under the sea and you might get to collegiate esports with how weird it is I'll be honest and where all these schools are at so there is definitely some shenanigans here and some some places that could be clarified at least that's our take like if you're more familiar with these rules maybe you work face it collegiate love to have your interpretation and have some information on this and why the these things are there and i could also understand that there's legalese involved they're doing their best to protect themselves in a legal fashion but for 
the folks on the other side, it just does not leave a good taste in our mouths. Uh, yeah, especially since like it's uh, you know it's a company uh, that's that's obviously knows that a lot of these college kids aren't mm-hmm. going to um, you know argue this right because they're going nope. to college kids. Who's going to hire a freaking esports lawyer and take Ubisoft to court and be like these rules are dumb, right? right. So now Ubisoft basically just has full control mm-hmm. because nobody no nobody's going to argue it, right? Right. Uh, their um, schedule breakdown. Let me switch over to this because this is also kind of interesting. Uh, they have registration all the way up to October 1st. So it's going to be a while before we see any of this action actually come in. So schedule week one round robins, October 10th. Week participation for that week two, week three, week four. Week four ends on Halloween end of October there's a break week which I think was interesting uh, conference playoffs week that break week actually reflects more of that professional league setting it gives all the teams who have qualified for playoffs to dive into their opponents hopefully we get streams and VODs available for every single one of these matches so that this league can actually start preparing all of their teams appropriately for the matches to come The se- and that's just for the preseason this is the preseason round robin that they get the the conference playoffs and everything. Then we mm-hmm. move into October 1st. Oh, that's interesting. Well, they that's don't, when the registration ends, right? That's Yeah, that's October 1st through December 31st. So this is, they've, this is exactly what I was talking about, where the fall season is the preseason, the practice season, and then the real season is the spring. This is what this mm-hmm. is exactly what they're emulating. So really, you get the conference playoffs, but they're not branding any sort of winner from this from November twenty first. So it's going to wrap. No, they do. Wrap up. They do. They do, but in the but, season, uh, in the season, because the, and they're operating a whole different registration period from October first to December thirty first for registering for this season. You don't mm-hmm. actually have to play in the preseason to qualify for this season. If you play in the preseason, I bet that gives you better spots in their application when you're registering. Well, I mean, but, it's kind of like football, right? A lot of a lot of teams don't play in the preseason, right? Or some teams don't. Yeah, I guess some teams don't. I'm not a huge follower of preseason, <laughs> but, this, but uh, this is this is that branding that that I was talking about. Like the fall season is practice, the spring season is where it counts, where they really where everyone wants to win. So. They do round robins, get as much information out there to the different teams as much as possible, do some playoffs, make people feel good about winning in this place because there will be a winner. But when we go into the season, it starts January. So it starts first thing in January. I think I think CRSL and CR6 actually waited until late January last season to get started. But they're, uh, they haven't determined when... The championship will be, and this is going to be my first tinfoil hat of the season. They're going to put the R6 Collegiate Championship with an R6 Major. That's what I think they'll do, given that it's run by the same group and they have a TBD date right here in the schedule. I would have to go to line up the schedule with what they've shown for the majors that they want to do, but I believe that does line up. Those uh, those prizes. Looking pretty juicy, if I may say so myself. Let's 
Let's take a look. There's a, there's a preseason first, second, third place prize, and there's a regular season one through eighth prize. Yeah. Yep. Those look. Look at that. The That's... the preseason's okay. The regular season though, ten thousand dollars. Yeah, first place ten thousand dollars. So you split it. And they get, and they get each get a gaming chair, a free gaming chair, chibis, operator lamp, hoodies, and gunner glasses. Which I mean is, is small stuff. The gaming chair though, and ten thousand dollars. That's pretty. That's pretty fucking sweet. I mean, that chair is like, though. that chair is like three four hundred dollars, right? After yeah, depending shipping. on what it is. Let's see what it is. A Razi. Let me let me look this up. What a Razi R6 gaming chair here. Oh shit! I just closed all of my tabs. That was a bad, bad move, buddy. That's not too bad. That's a pretty cool chair. Let's see it. Let me pull it up. Just copy and paste the name. Yeah. Let's see. Do they? I guess they don't have it branded for Rainbow Six yet. Which is probably fine, but just pull up an image. I mean, it looks like your DX Racer. It looks like your standard. Yeah, that's about a three hundred dollar value. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Can't complain about free stuff when you work your ass off for ten weeks in total. That's true. And I mean, if say you're Akron for example, or FIU who has a chance of winning preseason and that following season roster is pending. Of course you could potentially walk away 36,000 credits, the pennants, the mouse pads, face masks. Thanks Ubisoft. Uh, yes, and then yeah. $10,000, which split among <laughs> five players to two K a piece. That, that's part of a quarter enough, of tuition. Enough for, enough for a new PC. Yeah, that's true. What it is. A second PC, so you can start streaming more. So then, none of these leagues have a reason not to have your your matches streamed for people who want to follow. Uh, <laughs> what the new three thousand series graphics cards, ladies and gentlemen? Two PCs are becoming obsolete. Oh really? Oh, I absolutely. I, I hadn't dove into it that much, but I, I could totally see that. But look at this. Even ninth through sixteenth. We'll walk away with six hundred and twenty-five dollars, so a little over a hundred dollars for anyone who participates for one, two, three, so six, seven, eight, maybe nine weeks of competition. Nine weeks, you get one hundred twenty-five bucks for playing Siege. Could be worse. Uh, then you get a lot of notoriety. Your school may be paying attention. Maybe they offer scholarships coming on. It's all good. Uh, yeah, a default time. Saturdays at midnight or at uh, noon. So that's default time. That's that seems a little odd. But again, their their rules, they get to do whatever they want. Uh, oh, what, what, what's the timing? So where, where did you see that? Okay. That the was, default time for matches Saturday. is Saturday at noon. That's not yep. bad. At least it's Saturday. At least they didn't say like Monday at noon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, unless both teams agree to play at a different time and provide written confirmation to face a tournament admins, of course. Um, substitutions, transfers between teams, lobbies, and rehosting. I'm pretty sure a lot of this is going to be um, pretty cut and dry. We've got the match settings. So, team deathmatch bomb, seven plants, seven or seven second plants, seven second diffuse, 45 seconds. Preparation is 45 seconds. 
180. So three minutes, time of day, day, HUD settings, Pro League. So they're using all the same settings for Pro League. Great. Nice and easy. Okay, here's a cool one. Hmm. Um, I'm glad that they did this at least. Players and teams are are permitted to stream their own matches if they are not selected for broadcast with the understanding that they do so at their own risk, obviously. So they're saying if you're not so if your team is being broadcasted by Face It, you can't stream. But yeah. if you're not being broadcasted, then you're allowed to stream your own matches. Yeah, that's which is that's cool. great. At least the at least they're not you know strong arming that market as well. Right. Though they might ask, I wonder if it's, uh, I wonder if they ask for like Face It Collegiate to be branded on your stream. It's not a bad move for anyone to do it, but I wonder if they were. I would I would assume that it would say here right here in broadcast whether or not you had to brand it. So if it doesn't say anything about that, then here's something for you. Because this happens or happened in the pro league, spawn killing defined by killing an opponent within the first two seconds of the action phase of the round is strictly forbidden. Within the first how many seconds? Two seconds. So I don't know what map that's available on. But spawn peeking is not allowed, basically. Or you actually have to control your fire so that you're not possibly the first person to fire. Well, um, it just says first two seconds. I don't know if that that's know. actually... It, it, two seconds is, is, is nothing at all. I mean... It's nothing, but it, it, if it was really truly nothing in the gameplay or if there was they were allowing what was happening in a normal match to happen... I don't think they would have to call that out. So like intentionally team killing is strictly forbidden. This is under good sportsmanship rules. So mm -hmm. it's not even, but they're dictating how people can play. If they're, if they have an imbalance in a map, if they have a position that is just so obvious that if someone wants to take that risk to spawn peak and make that shot, maybe it's more of a fault on the developer side for having a spawn that can be abused like that or a viewpoint that could be abused that's that's what that's meant for is right so sometimes in like different maps like chalet right there's this a, a spot you can hop up on the railing and like you can spawn kill someone literally as soon as they spawn like right as they spawn you can kill them but most regular spawn peaks take place well after two seconds Right. The it's it, the two seconds. The two second rule is meant to prevent the 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 instant spawn peaks, the the instant kills. I would I would hate to have a round turn a mat the flow of a match be determined by going to instant replay and checking the timing of the kill. Was it two seconds after or two point some seconds, and is that enough? Because I could see some team being able to go look that was within two seconds or it was under three seconds but greater than two seconds how are you how is ubisoft going to make that call because they don't have a stopwatch available in the in the game to measure tenths of seconds yeah, around. well as long as as long as it was um like right after two seconds so it's two seconds right yeah so anything over two seconds is not two seconds anymore it's two seconds and you know two and, and a half right right so right. that's not two seconds and you know um you know say it's, the round starts at you know three minutes as long as you wait until uh uh 258 you can spawn peak hmm. i mean i agree 
but I could see some team being like timeout ref to we need we need this round because he killed us within two seconds i mean it's just kind of the nature of the game people are going to be experimenting trying with stuff and in that in that competitive scene people are going to be it's it's no different than like in baseball checking the umpire on the first base line be like did he swing did he not swing like it's that kind of call but i hope that there's consistent calling on that if it was if it's not 159 on the clock or was it 259 or three minutes on the clock then it counts as a solid kill like i i hope that that's the hard line ruling that they take as opposed to one ref being like it says 258 that's within two seconds yeah kind of arbitrary like i hope they have that spelled out in their to manuals Mm. yeah i mean this lots to digest from this and the website that they have for ce or not cea but uh face it is a little underwhelming at the moment they have some some of some like viewing on their collegiate hub which is something else that you can join and go into but there's no information on that right now um got members which are individual players not teams so i can't see how many teams that they have um the leaderboards look like it's ranking players already which is weird so you could start getting into who these players are can you see what teams they're on iowa state oh i could start going into getting some player data right now the number one player is from iowa state number two is from gcu grand canyon university uh Klimps, gcu so it looks like gcu has been built been busy so some of the some of these players aren't don't have teams associated that but they're on the crc or the the competitive hub University of Georgia Red, they're already associated. UC San Diego, okay, this is a little more exciting. It's got win streak, it's got points. What do they decide as points? Here, I'll toss this up on stream real quick. So we got teams and points, win percentages. Toss you a link. Oh yeah, I know we're running long. There's a lot to talk about. We got some good juicy stuff in here, but that's all right. And you can call that out in voice. I like, whatever. We're doing this live. Let's okay. Let's be friendly. We can do this. But we got win streaks. We got matches played. We get win percentages and points. Points being each player will start with a thousand points based on the outcome of their match. Players will win or lose points based on the outcome. I mean, outcome of the criteria or uh, based on the following criteria: placement matches required points per win three plus medium bonus points per loss minus three plus medium malice i'm not sure what malice means uh win streak plus three bonus plus three uh okay so that's interesting wait so people have already earned points yeah people are already earning points which i don't know how that's happening and i can like it's not like the preseason games have started right no they haven't because they don't start until october so i think that this is just people registering and 
maybe it's not as locked down or the teams who have registered already are allowed to already be showing up uh, on here because there are a lot of teams actually or some collegiate teams already indicated uh, on here so we got goodness got a lot on here yeah I mean they're already on here I, I, I don't know what what else to say we got we're getting data that's exciting so this says season two ongoing so I don't know what that's all about season one when was this so this was collegiate r6 fall 20 fall 2020 through October or through August 31st 2020 that's really interesting so we got IMAT on here he was from Akron yeah and they might be testing out the platform, seeing if they can get some early bugs discovered. Yeah. Interesting. The, like the, the fact that we're going to get this level of data already, but then they have a stats section for players and teams. There's nothing there yet. So ongoing past. Okay. So, so the more looks like they have some unofficial matches that have been happening. Team Klims versus Team Mind. Or it looks like test data really siege Ryan. No, those are actual players. I don't know what's going on here, but it, it's it's good to see them actually using their hub. I ha I hadn't seen any data last time I looked at this when this was first up. So we've got a data portal. We've got individual player data leaderboards. So this is already exciting. I'm if I click on one of these matches, is there a VOD? That'd be exciting. Uh, nope, doesn't look like it. No VODs linked on here, at least not yet, or maybe not this game. There's tr there's a data panel that looks like it's trying to trying to be loaded on the right side. So my hope would be we actually get round scores and round information. Being that they also own the pro league, it should be viable for them to get the same amount of data for the col the collegiate matches, which means we are going to get some awesome stuff to talk about um yeah so that's that's where we're at this kickoff meeting has gone very well very excited to see how this mm. is going to go cr6 cs uh cea start cea starts on wednesday crs or crsl rip cr6 is start started today i believe officially um, they might still be sorting out some of their registration issues with their web host, but they already were handling all that. So I believe so. if you're already approved, some of the first matches are already starting. So we get some matches to talk about next, starting next Monday, which, by the way, welcome to CR6 on Mondays. We're going to do this so that way we get the latest and greatest data from when everyone has started and wrapped up their week so no more partial weeks no more recapping last week and partial weeks being confusing about this this will allow us to be able to talk about everything that happened in a previous week which will be great for us cea tuesday thursday they have to wrap up or wrap up by sunday cr6 also wraps up on sunday and then um face it will start on saturdays so it ends on saturdays so 
we can just make sure that we still have a full week to discuss when it comes around to Monday. So we're going to be on top of it. We'll see how the data plays out across the leagues and see if I can get a monster spreadsheet going this year because unfortunately with all the turmoil in the offseason and a lot of teams doing changes with how they're doing things, website changes for both CER6 and CEA, there wasn't a lot of data available to go off of and that's where I'm at. So we'll just have to go off of power rankings from the last seasons like we talked about a little bit and see who stays the course, who changes and who falls off the top. Do you have any teams that you're looking forward to seeing this year? Tamu excluded because they're homeboys. Um, you know what? I kind of want to see this maybe absolute heresy, but I kind of I kind of want to see either UTSA or Longhorns uh, do well, I represent mean, Texas a little bit more. I mean, Texas was all over the CRSL playoffs last year, last spring, so I could totally see that happening. It's just down to how much of the roster can they retain and how much practice have they put in. Luckily, I've moved out of College Station, so now I can say that without the fear of being a torch and port. There you so. go. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Oregon, Oregon State, and mississippi state doing well wazoo like i said they have a lot of promise uh their their director has a serious head on his shoulders and really great mentality for his players and anyone who's still there from the pre previous seasons they can do well i think they just had a couple of missing pieces that they were feeling really hard and they dropped a couple of matches and interest out there was kind of lingering in that kind of gray zone about whether or not they were going to have a full roster so with the work that the director is doing uh shout out to hops uh i'm hoping that they have a bigger roster this year so that they can field a competitive team because wazoo is going to be one of those competitive teams very shortly um yeah so i mean there's so many good teams and I, i'm hoping that we can actually start diving into the personality of these teams and the traits that they show and what maps are their best? What maps are their worst? How are they going to go into a go into a matchup when they know that their opponents are great at a map, but they're going to have to go into their lesser preferred maps? Like, how much are they going to prepare for that? And let's start talking. Let's start talking how these teams are going to prepare for each other. If streams are going to be more, uh, more frequent, we're going to have more educated teams, which is only going to help the league which is what I'm looking forward to. I want this competitive integrity to be as high as possible for the teams who are willing to put in the most work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Whew. That's a kickoff show, man. <laughs> now, I mean, over the summer, you started having some of your content highlighted by Ubisoft and Rainbow Six. So let's plug your channel. Let's plug your channels and your info so that you can get some more people out there because... You know what you're talking about. I'm still a pleb at Rainbow Six. Um, well, if you guys are are wanting to check out a uh, a YouTube channel that you know highlights you know different tips and tricks and um, um, you know attack methods and stuff like that, uh, it's my channel. It's be just YouTube.com/slash syntaxgg syntax with two X's. 
So S Y N T A X X G G. So it was pretty unfortunate, right? So Ubisoft actually wrote an article and they had like different sections, right? Mm-hmm. And one was like, you know, uh, game, one was about game sense. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, if you want to do game sense, you know, check out, you know, Syntax's video and he breaks it down into five simple steps and stuff like that. And then they like linked the wrong video. Oh, do they ever fix <laughs> so it? They, I, I have no idea. I didn't go back mm-hmm. and check, but, um, but yeah, I, it was still cool. You know, I, I oh, felt totally. kind of honored the fact that, you know, they took the time out of their day to watch my video and then they actually mentioned, they thought it was that good to be able to mention it in an article. Typo aside or video at typo aside, you know, it was still pretty cool. And uh, they sent me a nice little email saying that, you know, they they appreciate all the, the videos I've uploaded to their to their website and they actually... Uh, it was pretty cool. They gave, they gave me five free in-game black ice skins from season one operators. So nice. Yeah, so that was awesome. pretty cool. That is pretty good. Uh, so you got they got your contact information. I shared it earlier, but you can check out the audio podcast, which I will probably be working on publishing tonight, so that you'll get it bright and early tomorrow morning for your earballs. If you're a podcast type person, which I hope you are, because we're doing a podcast here. Uh, if you want to listen directly on online, it's published through anchor.fm slash check your six. That is the numeral six. Uh, it'll be in the show notes. It'll be it's on your screen if you're watching the stream. Uh, so you can go to that website and listen to the podcast online there, or you'll find all of the different podcast aggregators who will be distributing my podcast from there. So it's available on apple on google on spotify so basically whatever your preferred platform is it is available on all the major distributors so i hope you download it subscribe give some feedback um if you're not listening to it but you want to watch it and you're catching us live we're on a vod we're on twitch we're on youtube we're on periscope so if you're watching on twitter you can do that uh as soon as i get authorized and permitted it'll be on my personal linkedin It'll be on hopefully my Facebook sometime soon. Um, but at Warlocker Call on Twitter, if you just want to follow along, I'll be posting when the podcasts go out and everything. Uh, either way, if you want to contact me through Check Your Six uh, or Anchor.fm slash Check Your Six slash Message uh, or at Warlocker Call, pretty much on all social media, I am on my phone most all day long. So your message will be seen, it will be answered, and maybe even highlighted on the show going forward so appreciate you all hanging out for this kickoff show looking forward to organizing and talking with more of the community members going on this season i know this was a long one we'll keep it under an hour most likely going forward but this is the good stuff this is how we get excited for the season and show our appreciation to the league operators to the teams the players the esports directors all the support staff behind all these teams we want to show appreciation for the collegiate scene so Thank you, everyone. Looking forward to a very competitive season across all of your leagues. And with that, I'm good to go. You good? I'm good. Awesome, man. All right. Thanks, everyone. We will catch you next week. Later, taters.